Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. As a trigger warning, it's one thing that you guys know. During this week's episode, we talked about grief. There's grandmother, as you're going to hear. But also, to add as a trigger warning, we did mention her experience of mental health, mental illness, and thoughts of suicide. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast with myself, Jermaine. We've got a special guest with us today, radio and TV presenter, Leah Charles-King. Welcome, Leah. Hey, Jermaine. Thank you for having me. I just look, just for everyone listening, who are you here to um, honour today? I'm here to honour my gorgeous grandmother, Miss Bea, or Miss Beatrice. Oh. Her name is Beatrice, and I called her Miss Bea, like her friends. And um, all her other grandkids <laughs> called her. She had seven kids. Um, was it 16 grandkids, 19 great grandkids? And of all the, the grandkids, this gobby one called her Miss Bear, Miss Beatrice, like her friends did. Um, she was an amazing woman. And I, we were very, very, very close. She came to England in the 60s, I believe, the 50s or 60s. And she, you know, carried a family, had more kids. Um, she worked in the NHS and she had two jobs. I mean, she was she was cleaning for the NHS when she first came, you know, and um, she did all of that and, and raised an amazing family and kept us together as a really strong unit of a family. And then in the 90s, she and my grandfather moved back home to St. Lucia. And since then, since I was about 15, I've been going to St. Lucia by myself. And I, so from the age of 15, I was able to enjoy these holidays these family holidays and then as I got older was able to travel by myself you know my parents were fine with it I was able to go to St Lucia and enjoy our home that she built by the way with all the jobs that she worked here in the UK she saved and she built this amazing home for us which was actually the land you know where she was born and um, well actually no not where she was born I take that back she was actually born in another village but where she grew up when she was a very young child there is now this massive house there that she built for us this huge family that she created 
And I have had so many amazing memories there because our home was inclusive. It was inclusive to all of our friends and all of our friends' friends. And you could invite anyone for holidays. And I've had great girl trips and, you know, I've had great trips with partners. But more importantly, I've had great times with my granny um, so full of energy, an amazing cook, like everyone loved Miss Bayer's cooking. And up until she left us, she could, you know, dance, dance you under the table. You know, she was that cool. And we would go partying together. We come from a very small village in the south of St. Lucia called Canneries. And um, whenever there were village dances, which would be every weekend, mostly, we would go out together. This was normal. You know, when music's mm. playing, we're dancing together. And, and these are amazing memories that I have with her sat on the veranda, on the balcony, overlooking the view, talking, laughing, and the kind of conversations we had as well. I talked to her about anything. She was really my best friend. Always talked to her about boys. Always, <laughs> you know. I could talk to her more about that stuff than I could with my own mum. So really? my mum, who's her mum, um, would be like, oh, Leah, you know, make her blush. But with my gran, it's like, we talked about boys. We talked about sex. We talked. She was so real. But she also taught me what love is. And she also taught me about putting things in God's hands as well and 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 just having trust and so to lose her was very unexpected um and and by the way I lost my grandmother in July July 29th 2020 and she was obviously in St Lucia and the funny thing was when the pandemic started I said to my mum I'm gonna go to St. Lucia and just ride out the pandemic there because that was always my go-to place. Yeah. That was my happy place. Everyone knew that. So even before I had issues with mental health in the past, before I even knew what those issues were, whenever I felt overwhelmed, depressed, upset, I would scrape together whatever money I had, whether it was a lot or a little, because it all depended where I was in life. And yeah. I would just get to St. Lucia. My granny would say she knew I was ever upset or depressed. And remember this before I was even diagnosed with anything. She mm. would just say, just get here, get here. And I knew that if I got to her, I would be loved and I would be fed and I would be filled back up until I could yeah. go back and face the world again. And so that place is a very special place for me, but it's only special because she was there yeah. and I expected her to be there forever. And now she's gone. That happy place for me. I'm like all my friends and all the, the sort of things that I have there, the home and that it, it, it pales into comparison. It's, it's empty. And so yeah. last year, I'll, I'll explain to you, um, on the 29th of July, 2020, I, I got a FaceTime from my mum. My mum FaceTimes me almost every day. So, but it was just, it was morning and it was, I don't know, I just had a, a funny, a strange feeling. Um, and she had, she was in tears and it was, you know, I just don't even want to go there in my mind, mm. but she explained through it that my grandmother passed. And at that moment, the world just, 
fell apart for me. I was like, what? It, like, it just, wow, it's, it just doesn't even make sense yeah. to me even now. You know, we spoke to her the night before. She was fine. Um, the last couple of weeks of her life, she'd been feeling, you know, a bit unwell. And um, the doctors kept saying that it was, you know, things to do with one health issue and, and it wasn't. It was actually something that if they detected, she would have still been here with us. That That's the sad part of it. You know, it, it feels in, in those times a bit unfair, but then in a time mm. where so many lives has been lost over the last year, it's just... Yeah. What can you say? Like every single life, whether it's to COVID or not yeah. to COVID, like with my grandmother, is still a loss. Do you see what I mean? Mm. What made it even harder was we were in the middle of a pandemic and she was in St. Lucia. And we as a big family who were always in St. Lucia, we needed to get there. But this was now in second lockdown. And we were just coming out of the second lockdown. Yeah. And to cut a long story short, between taking the COVID test and whether they just, um, you know, let the flights go out again. Yeah. So about two weeks later, we were allowed to travel to St. Lucia, um, but we had to go into a two-week quarantine at a hotel yeah, somewhere yeah. on the other side of the island. So by the time we actually got to my poor grandfather and our home, it had been a month since my grandmother passed. And we had to spend oh. a month in St. Lucia trying to sort things out. Now, part of my grandmother's wishes um, was for her to be repatriated to the UK and buried here with okay. her son, my uncle, God rest his soul, Uncle Mitch, who passed away tragically. And um, I, I, what's the word I'm looking for? We, we don't know how, um, what's the word? Uh, un, 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 unex, unexplained? Unexplained circumstances, that's right, at the yeah. age of 30. And that was, a big tragedy for the family back then I was nine years old and I remember it like it was yesterday it was one of the worst experiences of my life and that was the first time that I've really experienced death in that way other people yeah. had died in my life up until the age of nine I remember a kid at school I remember you know uh, another family member you know other things like that but nothing nothing until Uncle Mitch was you know found dead yeah. at home um that just was and you can imagine so her wishes were no matter what happens I want to be buried with my child when my time yeah. comes and we always knew that so it was up to the family of who could afford to go who, who could travel you know we're in the middle of covid and all that stuff um and of course to me, no brainer. I had to yeah, get there. You're, you're going get regardless. There yesterday. Do you know what I mean? I had mm. to get there. Um, and about 20 of us went, I think, in the family, or maybe about 15 or so, and obviously met the rest of the family out there. Yeah. Um, and it was tough. It was tough. What happened after that was tough. Even just to travel. I mean, imagine in a global pandemic, mm. there's one thing losing someone. Another thing being so far away, and I know many people experienced that because yeah. when we were in quarantine in the hotel, we met many other people who had lost people and they were also there quarantining. Yeah, um, it was different. It was, it, was, it was tough. It was hard, but it was almost very dreamlike in a way. Um, and I naturally fell into 
this role of organizing. And it's weird because I'm I'm obviously the, I'm the one in the family who has mental health issues. However, I was very close to my granny. We all knew what her wishes were. And I do have certain skills where I'm a very good organizer. I'm very, uh, very good at organizing and very much attention to detail person. Yeah. And trying to repatriate somebody and organize a service in St. Lucia for family and friends there, repatriate my grandmother to England. And like, then the logistics is very, very Have a uh, funeral complex. here. Remember, she That's would be being buried with Uncle Mitch, which meant that that grave now needs to be opened. And there yeah. was just so much logistics. And although the family are really big, everybody was struggling in their own way. They all did what they mm. could. You see what I mean? For what they could, whether it was big or whether it was small, it didn't matter. The point was we had to we had to do her proud and we had yeah. to give her a great send-off and carry out um, her, her wishes, which was to, to bring her here. But my gosh, during any time, that would have been hard, especially because yeah. it was unexpected. If, if she was in, in what we could see, of course she was getting older and she was growing older, of mm. course, right? But she was still very active. You know, she was still cooking every day, tending to her garden, doing chores, you know, going to the village country and western dance, you know, and, and, and dancing quite happily um, all evening. You know, she was doing all those things. So it wasn't like she was um, getting very old and frail and she was sort of, you know, it was hard of her to move about. No. So the 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 shock of it and everything being so sudden to try and console your mind to that plus then having to get there in a pandemic mm. and handle all those logistics come back and do that I mean she passed away in July mm. and the funeral didn't take place till the end of September that just shows you how long that process was so up until that point there was no chance of grieving for me it was like you just got to do this like, yeah, like, like it's almost like the, the pressure of of having her wishes um carried out was on you but at the same time you, it's like that takes present that takes full control of everything so you can't kind of not put your grief to one side but you kind of have to just like right delay that so i can just do this for my grandma and then maybe once that's done it's like then you can kind of express grief. that's exactly, yeah, exactly what grief, like. that's exactly what i thought i thought you know what my grief is going to come and it's going to stay for what I can see a very long time. But mm. what needs to be done needs to be done now. Yeah, so exactly. now is not a time to crumble. And maybe in a way I was the most qualified to do it in the family, in a sense, not because yeah. of my um, organisation skills, but because of the skills of knowing what it's like to be right crushed and have to get up and present live TV anyway, have to get up and be this person. Because remember, I, I, for those who know, I hid my mental health for many years. You know, I tried suicidal attempts and I went through a time of, of mania and I was very ill at one point. Um, but yet I was still functioning. Yeah. 
And so there is this part of me intrinsically inside that can claw their way through, do yeah. what needs to be done in one part of my brain, even if the other part is completely crushed. I've done it before. I did it for years. And, you know, in this point, I, I did it again. Um, not happily, but in a way of I was glad it was me. I wouldn't yeah. um, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, like I said, we all did come collectively together as a family. Everyone did what they could do. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I knew that when it came to these, you know, attention to details, my mum would say herself, you know, even to me, she couldn't do it. She couldn't do what I did. She just could not handle it. She couldn't. I think that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure though for anyone but for you having to kind of go through what you're going through and having to do that like it's I don't know would you would you say there was a time when the pressure kind of got a lot or would you just feel like you know what I've got to do this so I, I can't think about anything else but let me just get through this it was more get through this because you know whilst we were on that trip because we can't call it holiday obviously when we were on mm. that trip the hardest trip to St Lucia that we've ever experienced I mean imagine two weeks quarantine and then really you're just used to being able to jump on a flight whether it's in an emergency yeah. or whether it's because you just want a holiday we're used to being able to just make a flight and it's fly fun. out the next day if we wanted yeah. to and in eight hours we're in St Lucia and an hour from there, we're going to be home and we'll see Bea on the balcony or really not even on the balcony at the airport gates itself, you know, <laughs> waving her flag almost waiting for us. <laughs> so that's all she lived for was when, when are you coming, Leah? When are you coming? When's the next time you're coming? You know, and that was the conversation she had with all of us. And you can imagine that was the hardest trip to St. Lucia that we ever had to do, the hardest trip to go to the home, but to, to for two weeks sit in quarantine. And of all of us there, you know, I watched every single family member have their own breakdowns or their mm. own challenges at different points on that trip. And what was so weird was that I was like this person, <laughs> it's just weird, I can't really explain it. Uh, but I felt like I was there for a lot of people. In fact, I know I was there for a lot of people and that's the truth. And you know, I, I would, it's, and I'm not saying it for kudos or anything, but mm. I'm saying it in a way of, that was the role I fell into. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Because for me, I just felt like I would deal with this later. I would deal with my own stuff later. You know, yeah. right now that cousin is literally having a breakdown over there. That aunt is really struggling. You know, that uncle isn't doing so great. And I found myself over that month that we were away having different conversations with people every day, but also having to deal with the UK and the, you know, all the different authorities and the funeral mm. homes and the different places here, but also in St. Lucia as well. Did it, did. So it was, it was a lot. And I feel like sometimes that is underestimated mm. <laughs> by my family, but I feel like that is just a general thing in terms of because of my mental illness. And that's a story that I've spoken about quite publicly separately, yeah. you know, that in the beginning with my mental illness, it wasn't really taken seriously or understood yeah. in my mm -hmm. family like with many black families it was yeah. kind of either pushed away pushed on the carpet not spoken about 
Um, it's like a taboo sometimes. Yeah, and and we're we're far far ahead of that now. You know, mm. and there is a lot more understanding and a lot more grace. But for me, it was that moment of the sink or swim, do or die. Right now, Leah, you need to yeah. do this. It's it really is what it is. You will. It's not to say I wasn't crying or I wasn't taking yeah, yeah. stock of my emotions because it's important to do that. I knew I had to do that in order to not allow myself to become ill. But what I did know was my grief would stay. I'm still in a space of shock. It's all still raw. We've just got to do what we've got to do. Um, yeah. And so I kind of became the, the counsellor and the listener and the wiping the tea and the organiser and the whatever. But you know what? It was my honour. It was really my honour. I'm glad that I was able to do that. And I know that the only reason I was able to do that is because of all the stuff that I'd gone through with my mental health in the past, pretty much by myself, and had to claw okay. my way back. Do you understand? That's yeah, where that yeah, strength okay. came from. Yeah. So going through all of that, all I hear is my gran, who would say to me, it's okay, Ishmael, which means my child in Patois, mm. in Creole. You know, it's okay, Ishmael. God will give you strength. God will give you strength. Yeah. God understands. You will be blessed. And, and that is what I heard throughout in my okay. spirit. That is that what makes, I heard from that. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, you know, I'll do what, what I need to do. I will be okay. She was a God-fearing yeah. woman. And although it happened suddenly, myself and, you know, I've had different conversations with family members you have to sometimes look at the blessings as hard as it is to accept the loss for us, for me, I can only speak for myself and say, you know, I would have hated to have seen my granny get ill and mm. have a really slow process. Like, do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, what do you choose? Do you choose a chance of saying goodbye? Yeah, or do you choose, like, it's happened very suddenly, before she would even have known what had happened, she was gone. And yeah. he's a believer, I'm a believer, which means that she is where she should be, you know, by the grace of God, do you understand? Yeah. And in the greater picture, if you are also a believer, then, you know, all these kind of things you kind of reconcile in your mind and say, we will meet again. But you have to kind of do this in your mind. But obviously the loss is the loss. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to get over it. I, I walk past her pictures and things and I shake my head still because I'm like, I can't even believe this has happened. And I can't yeah. believe I left the country in a pandemic and came all the way back. But that trip was actually heartbreaking, but it was the most poignant and most special in a way trip, even down to attention to detail that I got my gran on that same flight home with us back to the UK. That's, that's, you know? that's a lot. That's, that's it, a lot. I, 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 I went in, that's how my brain works. And that's why I just felt like I've been chosen to do this. Because I'm sure many of my family would say to you, they wouldn't even think of that. In their grief, everyone's grieving in their own way. Yeah. You can't judge it. Do you see what I mean? That's, that's but strength, even down to that, she was, and it was hard knowing, flying back, knowing my granny's on this plane with us. She's, I can't, oh, oh. But at the same time, I am so glad that she was on that plane with us and we brought her home with us. Do you understand? 
honestly, mm-hmm. that that that's a testament to your strength because you see what it is with with grief is like it's it's hard it is as I said before, but to kind of put things aside and step up and do things you need to do, that's not that's not easy. Like that isn't easy because. It's like you're dealing with your, I don't know how to put it. It's, it's just like you're dealing with your, with your own things as well. And then on top of that, coming from such a big family, you have to now kind of like, right, you know, I've got to do this. It's it's a lot of pressure. And I have to, I have to just like give you your flowers, man, because Bless you. On, honestly, like, no, nah, you know, I tell you, I, I thank you. I, I appreciate that. But I, I don't want flowers. For me, it's the least I can do. Mm. Do you know how much she gave me? I can't even begin to explain just the love alone when I had nowhere to go, when I wasn't eating, when I wasn't sleeping, when I was manic, when I was low, when I was depressed, when I was suicidal. That's where I ran. Mm. In the service that with the memorial we had in St. Lucia, I did the eulogy along with my cousin Karen at the funeral here. I also did the eulogy with my cousin Karen. Um, you know, down to, I designed both um, memorial, was it the order of service? Yeah. And there was just, there's so much to do, isn't it? There's just so, so much to do when someone, like, it just blows your mind. Like, I'd, I'd never been in that situation yeah. before. Um, yeah, and it, it was, it was, it was tough. I have to say, I, you know, I, I'm not even sitting here glossing over it. And it was tough. It was really tough. But just with my right mindset, I have to go, do you know what? If anyone was chosen, I'm glad it was me. I'm glad yeah. God knew. And, you know, she knew, she, inter- you know, interceded for that was that Leah's got that mind. She's got that mind. She's not going to forget anything, mm. you know. And that was that part of my granny that I took. She was so um, shrewd and and clever um, in in the nicest way. Do you see what I mean? She thought about details. She thought about everything. And um, I'm glad that I was able. I mean, here's a a picture that I've got here. Oh, of yeah, us. Is that, is that your, grand, your granddad? My grandpa. Yeah. That's so bliss, man. And she's just like so gorgeous and just so, you know, just so like she was just like full of personality and was just is she, so is she, funny. Is she, is she looking at you in that? Is, are you are you in that? Uh, she looking at you in that? No, picture? I don't, I I found this at at the home when we went. Oh, and, okay. You know, we would some memories and stuff like yeah. that. So this was in St. Lucia. This was taken years, years back. Um, but I just liked it, you know, and, and she was just a great poser. Um, mm. Like I said, like you can see in this, you know, she knew how to take a good picture. <laughs> <laughs> I am my granny's child, you know, put oh, a camera in front of her. She knows how to pose. That, um, that, that's what you get from. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just sassy. And, and as you can see, very beautiful. And I'd seen even... At, you know, at her age, how men <laughs> still, you know, would ask her to dance at the party, would still sort of chat her up, you know. Um, I witnessed that even, even up until she left us. She was a, a very attractive woman. Um, 
to, to many just in personality and because she, you know, in, in my opinion, and um, I'm biased, I know, but just beautiful, beautiful lady to look at. So you can imagine in her day, um, <laughs> she was very popular, I'm sure. You know? And, um, but she had the charm, she had the charm to go with it. And I know that I very much have that kind of charm as well. And a few of us in the family have that kind of same charm that we have when we're interacting and speaking with people yeah. and um I definitely feel that I get it from her you know she had a cheekiness about her and I was just able to always be me and I'm a very cheeky person usually the funny one and blah and and we were able to do that together you know she'd always say be careful with men <laughs> because I'd be like oh this one this week and that one next week and then she'd be like they always wonderful they're like angels at the beginning and they turn out to be devils after a few weeks when you've gotten to know them and I call her the next time and go yeah you were right about that one yeah yeah he was an angel in the beginning and now yeah he's not great it's, it's, um, so she had lots of advice when it came to men like she seemed like she was everything to you not only a grandma a counselor a friend someone you can literally like say things to about you know like when you can just say things without no judgment and it's just like it's, it's yeah. definitely this person is not going to say anything not going to see me in any different light and and that is special because i'm not saying people don't have that or it's rare but it's special because sometimes it is. I when think you find it is. that honestly yeah. like I, I feel like it's you have you just you just vary that even more and, and and maybe that's why you had that special bond you know because maybe that's why you know St. Lucia, um St. Lucia was your like safe or your happy place you know like because your grandma is everything to you and she's just the person you know what I can just you know like, I can I can tell granny I know like she's not gonna look at me literally oh, why you doing I this? could why tell you her that? anything absolutely anything and there was never ever ever judgment like like I said we, we talk about anything and and I know many people there are many people in this world who's never even met their grandparents do you see what I mean maybe because mm. they were deceased before they were even born yeah. and some who do know their grandparents may even have great relationships with them yeah. but can never sit and talk about sex oh. openly or boys or girls or women do you know what I mean like look you're <laughs> like what like that blows your mind <laughs> I'm smiling because I'm thinking of all the scandalous conversations that, yeah, we, you know, she's not telling me personally about her stuff, but I could say to her, well, you know, this happened and that. I mean, there is a limit to how deep. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but, of course. but, you know, we could just talk about just, it's very frank, normal conversation. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, everything was on, on the table. You could just say what you want. It was never like, oh my God. If anything, she'd go, oh my gosh, Leah, you make me laugh. You know, she'd go, my crazy granddaughter, but in a nice way. She yeah, wasn't yeah. literally going to be crazy. But, you know, she'd be like, you're just so funny. You make me laugh. And she just allowed me to really just be me. And she just loved it when, I, when I'd come to be with her. Always my favorite meal would be on the stove. As soon as I got there, you know, and I've got videos of that. And I'm so pleased that I've got videos of arriving home. Go, mm. Miss Bella, I'm here. And her coming out. And I've also, the last video, the last time I saw her, which was about six months before she passed, um, I've got a video of saying, um, bye, Miss Bay, I love you. And she's on the balcony. She want, wanted to take me to the airport. And I'm like, no, 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 it's a late flight. I'm just going to go. You stay yeah. home. So she's on the balcony and, and I'm going, bye, I love you. And she's going, um, I love you too, you know, see you soon, God willing. Because always mm. she say that. 
whenever yeah, we used to have a phone conversation or in person, it was always speak to you soon, God willing. Really? Yeah. It was, and she always drummed into us, you know, there will come a day I may not be here. I hope God gives me long life. She would always say that we go, oh, stop being so morbid. Da, 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 da. That would be us. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Don't like to hear you talking like that. She was so like, well, you know, a typical um, West Indian grandparent, you know, I may not be here, you know, um, and it's, it's God's timing. She would say to us, it's God's timing. It's not our time. And I yeah. want to be with you guys forever. But one day you will come here and I'm not here. Now, we never wanted to hear that. And I yeah. certainly yeah. didn't expect to even be in that situation at any point. She was the type of granny you'd expect to get really, really, really old. You know what I mean? Mm. And kind of, and that's what you kind of hope for, I guess. With yeah, anyone. exactly. Like, like at least hundred, like hundred, hundred and five. Like yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, like, ten out of push. You know, like yeah, just pass away gracefully in their sleep and blah blah blah. And and so when something like that happens, it just obviously just knocks you sideways because. Yes, granted, I recognise we're all getting older in life and I understand that is part of life cycle, which is what she would drum into us in, in a nice way, although we yeah. found it quite morbid, you know. But that's why we kind of, that's how I reconciled it for me anyway, is that yeah. she wasn't afraid to die. She wasn't afraid to meet her maker. She prayed every day. She read her scriptures every day. She went to church several times a week, you know, the village church. And she, she believed, and to me, she was blessed in life and she was blessed in, in death because imagine it was at a time where we couldn't travel for longer because of COVID. Yeah. Imagine if we couldn't bring her here for her wishes to be buried here. Do you see what it'll I mean? Be, be, like, like, I can't even. So it, there's a part of my mind that has to, I have to reconcile at the fact that she didn't suffer and we were able to carry out her wishes. Yeah, I have to, I have to say that and, and know that this is part of life, that one day I'm not going to be here. One day you're not. And I don't even want to think about these things. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, like it's... I don't want to think about other family members. I don't want to think about anything like that. So, but I have to, in order to keep my mind preserved, so to speak, I have to be rational and say, this hurts, this sucks, this is horrible. But my God, imagine it could have been 10 times worse because if we couldn't get out there, if we couldn't deliver her wishes, if any of us had had a negative or a positive COVID test and mm. we weren't allowed to travel, so many things could have gone even more wrong on top of that. Those are the things that would have sent me. Mm, yeah, like it's like you're- Those you're, you're, things that would have, because those are the frustrations of life that I couldn't, do you understand when you're trying yeah. to just get to a country, you've already got quarantine for two weeks somewhere and you can't even get home. Yeah. But then if somebody in the family got a positive test or did a derm, we weren't able to travel or they said, sorry, no, you can't have a funeral for her or you can't. Do you know what I mean? At least mm. by the time we had the funeral, we were able to have a decent funeral. We weren't able to have a wake, but, you know, we were able um, to have family members there. It wasn't as, you know, we did do a Zoom as well for those who couldn't make it, but yeah. people were able to come. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, it wasn't the big funeral that for someone as popular like Miss Bayer would have expected, particularly in the area we grew up on the Harrow Road in West London. That is a big community of Caribbean people. And so they all flock out, you know, yeah. when one of their own passes. So it would have been one of those really big Harrow Road funerals. But because of COVID, it prevented that. But at least she had something because if yeah, those I'm in the way, that would have been the stuff that would have sent me ill. Right now, I could kind of just reconcile and say, God, I don't know why, you know, you've taken my grannies from us so soon. But equally, I can't question God like that because I feel like he held us that whole time. He really yeah. did. He really did. For me, I have to give him the glory. So when people like yourself say, well, where did you get the strength for? I rate you or give you, I'm like, nah, God gets the glory for that because that was nothing I did. Seriously, I was just like walking in faith and not by sight. Trust me, trust me, just take Honestly. it every day. And as it comes now, I'm still piecing together the process and going through, you know, those things that I'm sure you've gone through and many, many others, and particularly in this last year, the year of the pandemic, mm. the year that none of us expected to see, we've all got a story. Every single one of us in this last 12 months has a story. And I believe that everyone knows someone at least who has lost at least one person. So we've all gone through it. and We're all united in a way in our grief. So, yeah, yeah I, I just, I take one day as it comes, you know, but I love my granny and I miss her. I'm just looking at her now. I just, I can't believe it, but I can't stare too long at the pictures either because I, I can get a bit like pff, mind blown. Yeah, I, I, I have a similar, like with, with my mum, even like it's been five years and something I wake up like, nah, maybe this, maybe it's, it's, it's going to, someone's going to tell me this was all like some sort of joke. Like it's it's not because it it just like it doesn't make sense. I'm thinking like, and I always I always something I always remember like well two things I always remember was when I spoke to her two two weeks before she passed and the day she passed, and I was like, because we we had got a call from um, back home in Nigeria, and I was like maybe they just got it wrong. Maybe it was yeah no nah, that's that's the mistake. Mm. You know, and I I wouldn't have been mad. Okay, cool, you got it wrong. Like, but. I was like, no, like, it can't be like. And I was like, I spoke, I spoke to her two weeks ago. Actually, I remember, I remember, I remember. Claire, she asked me, "Are you guys okay? Is there like, you know, is, is there food in the house?" I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's, that's that's fine. Even even before, um, before she travelled, I remember, remember like literally just giving her, "Oh yeah, see you, see you in two weeks." Because I remember the time it was like, my cousin's wedding at the time, and we was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Um, so like, we gave her like um some cloth. To go and have, have made in Nigeria. I was like, oh, yeah, when you come back, I'll come back with a cloth. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm going to say it's not in two weeks. So when, when I got, got the call, oh, like, oh, she's gone. I was like, nah, nah that's, yeah, you're, someone's, someone's playing games. Someone's playing games. And it's like, but, like, even, well, I resonate with what you're saying because, like, that strength, like, you don't, obviously, you, you with you, you know, you had it because you know, your grandma always was like your, your biggest. Like fan, and you know, you've dealt with your own mental issues, so you know, like, hey, that's where it comes from. But for me, I've never dealt with like this before. I just thought, where am I? I don't. I'm, 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 I'm done. Like, there's, like, I'm like, I'm done. Life as I know it is. I done. know, there's but no at way. that point, I, I just felt like, and I'm sure you did, because you got through it. You're here to tell the tale. 
it's like, who am I at this point? This is how I felt anyway. It, that's just, you know, everyone feels differently, but I thought, who am I to crumble at this point? I could crumble mm. afterwards. Right now, I've got this, this is the last thing that I could possibly do for this lady. The last thing, I, it's no point in two months time going, okay, I'm ready now because I've had my crumble. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's... It, it, was a, it, was, it was not for me, for, I can't speak for anybody else. Yeah, yeah, for definitely. me, there was, it, there was not even a discussion in their head. My crumble, my moments, my, my whatever time is going to have to wait. I have to do, this is the last thing that I can do for this lady. And the time is now. I have to do it. I can't procrastinate. It mm. needs to be done now. Right now we move, we act, you know? Yeah. And, I, and, and, you, and I would imagine you did that yourself as well. Do you know what I mean? And, and you did what needed to be done. Do, do, you, do know? you know what? I think I, I like that because I think often, and again, we we're only, Listen, we're only speaking for ourselves. It's not to say that someone else should go and do this and however everyone has to deal with it is is how they deal with it. You know what I mean? But but I just feel like with me, I think it was a moment of like if I don't if I don't go and I think the hardest thing for me with that whole process was like going to see her. Like I I had I had I I had I was scared before. When I came back, I promise you, I kid you not, I think when I came back, I slept with Latin for like two weeks. Because that image in my head, I, I was, I was like finished. I was like, and you had to see her to see in his believing, so to speak. Oh, uh, you know? that. Yeah, it that, was the same. Same with us. You know, it was like, like I said, we were in quarantine for two weeks. As soon as we got out of quarantine, it was like, right, okay. The day we got out, we went straight to the home, as you can imagine. And then uh, two days after that, because there wasn't much time by then, yeah. you know. Two days after that, we went to to see her. Um, and that was, yeah, that was like, okay, this is real. At that point, you know, we've been to the house yeah, yeah. and we're like, this is just weird. It's like, she's gone to the village yeah, yeah. and she'll be back at any moment now, any moment now she'll be back. But yeah, everyone's here. Everyone's crying. You could feel she's just not here. My poor grandfather, blah, 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 blah. And we're just like, but now she, she's coming back. You know, exactly like what you said. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. For me, though, that day that I got the call from my mum saying my gran had passed, I called one of our family members or messaged one of our family members who lives next door in St. Lucia. And I just said, is it true? And she said, yes, I'm with her now. And I said, I don't believe you. Send me a picture. And she yeah, said, it's, like, it's like seen as believing because even at that moment of, of it feeling surreal, you're like, no, nah, this is, because I think it was about a maybe from the, the day we got the news and the day we flew out to Nandra, I think it was about two two weeks. Now the fear of that was because like we had to get it ASAP because apparently if the body's there for too long, you know, like things exactly, start happening and stuff. Exactly. Um, but I think what it was is that going there was okay, this is real, it's her. And the, the only even like now when I when I think back at it, like every like thankfully, every time I like see my mom's picture, I don't I don't see that. It's, I don't that it was only it was only that that whole issue of me seeing her exact body her, her life as body was about for like maybe two weeks. But every time I look at her now, like even just let me show you a picture. Even just when I look at like her now, it's just like I just you know it's not. It's just like you know I just you know I just like it's just bringing me joy. So like so it's like let's see let's see some more. You know that's just that like, I think 
I think there was uh, like she, a. She um, looks like a lady, you know, very much like Miss Burge, a lady. And I love how she, you know, looks she, like she carries She loves to pose. Like posing, dressing up. I think this was like a little, like a 1920s shoot or something. Oh, like wow. That. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She just, can you, you can just tell, like, she's, she's just a little poser. She just loves to, to pose, you I know. So it's that. like, so I'm kind of glad that. Thank you for sharing. That, that, that. Uh, final image of seeing her life has, has, hasn't been tarnished. So when I look at her, I still see the beautiful woman. Yeah, which is really was. good. Yeah, because I, I saw my grandmother, obviously, in the in the funeral home in St. Lucia. The, well, yeah. no, that initial, on the day itself, when I heard the news, like I said, I said to um, the family members, send me, they said they were with her now, which she, they had taken her body. She passed away at home, which yeah. to me, in my opinion, that was another blessing. She passed yeah. away, you know, she collapsed and passed away at home. They put her on the bed. That's where she passed. Mm. Um, to me, that's a blessing because, um, you know, my other grandmother, God rest her soul, my Grenadian gran, um, she had an accident and, and, and passed away on her way to hospital. And, and oh. that is very difficult. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And that's a whole other story of loss. And that was a few years back. Um, so for me, it's like, okay, Miss Bayer passed away at home. But then when they sent me that picture, she'd been moved to the hospital. So I saw yeah. her on this hospital bed, like really in that raw state, you yeah, know, yeah. lifelessness was just, I mean, I screamed my house down. I, mm. I, I screamed at that point because I was just like, there's one thing my mum, you know, see my mum on FaceTime crying and just not knowing what the heck to do. My dad, mm. you know, taking the phone and, and, and trying to calm me down and her down and whatever. But to then see that picture and then, you know, fast forward then another month until I got to see her at the care home in St. Lucia, in situ and go, shh geez, this is real. That's tough. Um, and then at that point, they said that they wouldn't beat the family here. By the time she came here, it would have been like two months by then or something. So the family here wouldn't be able to see her. But actually when she was brought here, because there's so much that goes into it and you yeah. know, they, they, they take them to a special um, place to be checked and looked and whatever. And they actually said to us that, that she looked so beautiful, like she was sleeping, that the family here could see her. And so the day before the funeral, we were able to go and see her in the chapel of rest. And yeah. this was two months after her passing and she yeah. still looked immaculate. And yeah. again, what a blessing. Do you see what I mean? Mm. And that shows, in my opinion, a good soul as well and a good heart um, that two months prior you know especially when you've passed away in a, in a warm country you know it's not something that is usually done but the fact that she still looked amazing and the rest of the family here who were unable to accompany us to St Lucia were able to see her and say their goodbyes so I was also able to see her in the in the UK funeral um, yeah. parlor as well um, yeah so but but well and and, and actually I took pictures, which is not something that I've ever done. Or, you yeah, know, that's... I'm not really into that stuff. And I've stored them away and I, I have no intention of looking at them, to be honest with you. Oh, what, but was they're it stored pic away pictures, in my mind. Pictures, pictures of, of, after, before? 
pictures of her in the funeral home in St. Lucia oh. and of oh, the funeral wow. home here in the UK. Took okay. pictures of both occasions. I, yeah. yeah that's and I, I, I can even deal with that. I know. I, I didn't. And my cousin did the first time. And then the second time I didn't. It was just, I don't know. I've never been into that stuff before. Yeah, and when I've seen other people doing things like that, I've always thought, oh, a bit weird. Um, but you can't actually judge until you're yeah, in that situation. Yeah, of, of course, Not you, 100%. I mean me, because I'm talking oh, yeah, to no, myself. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, I, yeah. I judged other people and thought, weird, why would you do that? But when you're in that situation, it's like you want every type of last memory that mm. you can get. You know, I wanted a picture of just holding her hand one last time. Do you see what I mean? I mm. I, 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 felt like I, I just, you know, have a picture of her there. Not that I'm going to print it. Not that I'm going to put it anywhere. Like, why? Um, but it's I what just, helps you I, cope. I mm? yeah, it's, it's, what, it's what helps you cope as well. Like, and, and Yeah, that's maybe that's well. what it was. Maybe, you know? you know. So it's all sort of put away somewhere in a vault. But mm. obviously, I'm going to remember her living and breathing and happy and I have little videos and you know I have lots of pictures and and more than anything I have lots of amazing amazing memories as well so yeah. you know thank you so much for this chat today I really Honestly, appreciate like, it yeah it, it's it, been it, good chat it's been good and you know one thing I did, I'm just so like inspired but it's just it's just the strength and you know knowing that you have such a good relationship as well because you know sometimes when people lose people, maybe they don't have the best of relationship, but your grandma sounds like the littest woman. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? This sounds like really, you, just, really, you were really just like, good. you know, and 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 sometimes you often feel like there's kind of there's a disconnect between generations, but you're you're talking to her about, yeah, boys, this like it's like she's just with it. Like it's not even a case of, oh, don't. We can't talk about that. Let's not do all that. Like, what, Honestly, I brought all my boyfriends over the years to meet her. <laughs> you know, they've enjoyed those trips to St. Lucia, I'll tell you. Do you know what I mean? Um, Enjoying the food, uh, the cooking. They first. <laughs> Before they even met my parents, I'm like, right, do you fancy a trip to St. Lucia? Because you've got to meet my bestie and the most important woman in my life, my granny. So if you love me, you've got to love her. And everyone who, whether it's, past relationships or you know girlfriends just platonic yeah. friends you know I've, I've had people who um have just because she has a the house is quite prominent in the village that we live yeah. and people have just stopped by just to say hi I'm I you know I've never met you before but I'm a friend of your granddaughter Leah you know I've worked yeah. with her in England and I'm here on a holiday with my family and I've had that I've had friends who've just travel there or friends of friends and they've heard yeah. about my granny in this village and they've stopped and waved and she would mm. say come in come in you know come and have a drink you know things like that she was just so inclusive everybody was welcome in our home whether it's St Lucia and even here in the UK and that's why our family is very much an inclusive family and you'll see so many different races and colours and creeds because mm. that's what she represented that we were all welcome and um and and to stick together and to have a party and believe you me my family and i we know how to party and that's <laughs> all because this lady my lovely lovely miss right. bea I've, I've enjoyed it i feel like when you turn sorry i can i can picture i can picture it so you you guys have been on the beach you know, just like having fun, you know, eating on the porch, a different thing. It just, it just seemed like vibe, and, and that's, 
and that's the memories you want you know of course like yeah. you know we, we don't choose our grief but we kind of choose what we reconcile with as you said you know um you know i like yeah. I, I can't understand that that period of you going going there and doing this but it's like you know you know listen this is what she wanted and so long as i i fulfill that the rest can come later i can grieve whatever later as long as i know i've done that and there's no like when it's all said and done there is no regrets i gave my grandma the best send-off she needed she wanted and that's that's what it's, that's what it's about that's what it's about you know again, the grief like is gonna it. come well the grief is here and the, you know but at the time i was like the grief is 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 coming it will come and it will stay i, I don't think it just it goes it doesn't dissipate yeah. um you know and, and you just have to take every day as it comes but at that time i privileged privileged um, that I was able to do that. I'm privileged that I knew her, privileged mm -hmm. that she was chosen to be my grandmother. And I'm privileged that I got to spend all that amazing time with her because she was a very special lady from before I was born. And by the way, I, I know you mentioned it off camera earlier about a post that I'd put on yeah. Instagram. Um, when my grandmother passed and I'd explained and I'll recap just quickly here that before I was born my mother who was only uh young at the time she she was 1920 which in my days that was you know normal it still is <laughs> you know but um she was a young mum and they gave her a um my mum was a young mum they gave her an x-ray for some other unrelated reason. I, I can't even remember why. I must ask my mum. I keep meaning to sit there and really get all this story from my mum because I get it a lot. I heard it a lot from my grandmother. Um, and they gave my mum an x-ray, which obviously you shouldn't do to a heavily pregnant woman or any. I, 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 uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because it's radiation. It's radiation. Oh, so, oh, you know, right. you're radiating a, a, an unborn child, like, you know, even oh, okay, a, a, yeah. a young child, I don't think. Yeah, so... Um, they gave her an x-ray and they went, oh, our mistake. Oh my gosh, you're going to have to abort this child because the amount of radiation we just put on you, this child's going to be very deformed were the words that they used in those days. And so you're going to have to get rid. My mum is heavily pregnant with me. I mean, that's traumatic in itself, right? And my grandmother said to my mum, doesn't matter if this child turns out to be deformed, as they said, or you know, disabled, as we would say now, I will look after the child if you can't cope. You know, but um, she encouraged her to have me and not to be scared. And so my mum wasn't scared and my mum had me. And here I am. A blessing there you to are. The world. A blessing, man. A blessing. That's, that, that's, that's inspirational, like man. No, that, and but yeah, and yeah, exactly. And so growing up, I'd heard this story. You know, there's so many. Every family has their sort of fables and tales and all the rest yeah. of it. And that was one story that I knew about me. And that before I was even born, I was wanted by my grandmother at the very least. Do you know what I mean? And that's my mum was brave beautiful. enough to have me. Yeah. And, and, even... and I was fine, but, but my grandmother did love me and she did. And, and, and even in my later life, like I said, any time when I was struggling, happy or sad or celebrating, whatever, that is where I went. And by the way, every single birthday for the last 25 years, because our birthdays are four days yeah. apart, I'm 22nd of October, she's 26th of October. And I would go to her and we'd spend our birthdays together 
every year, every year. So That's even cool. if I weren't there for the day, I'd be there the day after or whatever, but every year we spent it together. So it just, you know, this is not like just an easy, oh, she's gone and we just get along with life. Yeah, like, this yeah, is course. tough, but we are all struggling and every single member of my family are struggling in, in all our different ways. Some can speak about it like I can, others can't speak at all. So it really, grief is a, is a horrible thing isn't it? It's a real horrible thing and it affects people differently and some people want to purge and speak and relive memories yeah. and for me that's what I want to do you know having a platform like this opportunity like this to, to raise and lift up my, my grandmother and say I had this amazing woman in my life um, I prefer to do that than to not, not speak about her yeah I want the world to know about this amazing woman yeah. called Miss Beatrix you know um, yeah. I want everyone to know. So it it for me, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Jermaine. No, definitely. I, I'm like I, I was a bit nervous at first when you said this is the first thing you're talking about, it, but I'm glad that you know you've kind of like found the strength to be transparent as, as much as you want, of course, and just being open about it and just allowing me to hear the story. And obviously, people listening as well to hear the story because this is what it's about. It's like when we come when it comes to grief, it's not all just you know, sadness, and it's, we can we can enjoy grief through the good memories of, of the of our loved one that we've passed. You know, and so that's that's just what I want to keep doing with these conversations. So, honestly, it's been great um, just listening and taking it in, absorbing. It. And I'm sure when this comes out, like people are going to enjoy it as well. You know, there's there's so much to take from it, like, and just from yours, even just your strength. And of course, like we've spoken about a lot of things, just aside from off camera and stuff. Like even just and maybe that's a comment for another day you know, with, with work you're doing and things like that. So um, I just want to not use, I want always want to use this chance to kind of like, allow our guests that plug what they're doing, how much they want to plug, or if you don't want to plug certain things, just kind of tell people, you know, like what you're doing, like in terms of like your work and things like that. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. I'm not here to plug. Um, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not here to fly. I was here to talk about my granny. But if anybody does want to follow me, um, my name is Leah Charles King. But I do have a page, a platform that focuses on normalizing the conversation around mental illness and, of course, mental health. But there is a difference. Mm -hmm. And it's called Illuminate Mental Health. And you can follow me on Instagram at IlluminateMH. So if you go to Instagram, I'm posting like loads of different content and stuff like that. And just, you know, different types of things, sharing my story, which I think is really important, particularly, you know, from the bipolar community or the from the bipolar aspect, because there's still so much stigma. And so trying to sort of get rid of that Obviously, it's not something I could do alone. This is a worldwide thing, but certainly mm -hmm. here in the UK where we're at, it's like, you know, we need to normalize these conversations so it's not so taboo, so that yeah. less and less people like myself don't hold it for so many years in silence, making your condition worse because you're not living authentically. And so that's what Illuminate Mental Health is all about. It's about normalizing conversations around mental health so that we can live authentically and be empowered and be enlightened by it all. So, um, yeah, if you would like to follow, then I would like to have you. Um, no, but that's it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Um, everyone listen, hope you've enjoyed our conversation today. 
If you're listening, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Leave a rating, leave a review, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the week. <laughs>